is Dawn Schuler, certified trainer and business consultant at the Schuler Group with the When People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. As you know, if you've been listening to me for any amount of time, that the Schuler Group is all about effective communication. Defined as one person transfers meaning to another, and that person receives it as it was originally intended. And that such an exchange moves things forward in a positive way. Great. Sounds wonderful, right? But what about if there's an actual problem that needs to be communicated, that needs to be discussed? It's awfully difficult for any of the people involved in such a discussion, a conversation, to not get defensive because they're going to feel confronted, attacked. Imagine you have three issues with one of your direct reports. I can guarantee you that it will not be received well if you say, John, I have three problems that I'd like to discuss with you. John will immediately be put on the defensive. How could he not? But yet it's a problem and it needs to be resolved. So how do you do so in a way that does not put the other person on the defensive, does not make them feel attacked, and does not make them feel wrong? And I think that when we enter into a conversation where we're trying to resolve a situation or a problem, that if we can keep top of mind that we're not trying to make the other person wrong, if that is what you're trying to do, then now is not a good time to have that conversation. Because it's not about you being right and the other person being wrong. It's about looking at the fact that this is a problem and we want to get it resolved. That forward motion piece, right? You being right and the other person being wrong does not move anything forward. It might make you feel better in an instant, but it's not going to actually resolve the problem. Now, what if you're thinking, but the problem is the person's wrong. They did something wrong. They shouldn't have done that. They, they had the wrong data. They said the wrong thing. They took the wrong action. That's not what I mean. There's a problem. It needs to be fixed. But you want to do it in a way that doesn't make that other person wrong in the sense of they're, they're a bad person. They have poor judgment You want to do it in a way that allows them to be part of the solution. It's that co-creation concept I've talked about before. What normally happens in a conversation or a communication where there's something that needs to be resolved is that often there can be a rocky, bumpy start And eventually, both parties can be at this neutral level where some actual 
forward motion can happen. What we try to teach and train on is how to get to that neutral place quicker and avoid some of those bumpy starts to conversations. If you can enter a conversation or engage, invite the other person into that conversation, just with that as a concept that inviting someone can change the whole dynamic. So it's different from, I want to talk to you about this problem. It looks like, can we come together and discuss this particular situation and see how we can make it different. Not even saying resolve it, solve it, but make it different. Using words like we, you might use words like engage. I doubt that you're going to say, I'd like to invite you to be part of this discussion with me, although you could. If that is your mindset and that is the place that you're coming from when you, yes, indeed, invite that person into this conversation with you, that is already going to bring you to a more neutral rather than an agitated state. You really do want to avoid that bumpy start because it does take longer than to get to that neutral plane where actual solutions, resolutions, and maybe even magic can happen. Because if they start out in that bumpy place, they're going to go on the defensive, all forward motion gets shut down. So how do you prevent making the other person wrong or feel like you are making them wrong? The first advice I have is to shut up. (laughs) Meaning in that conversation, you might say, hey, Paul, I'd like to discuss what happened with this process and see if we can make it better. Are you open to that? And that's where you shut up instead of going on and on and on, because we can get uncomfortable ourselves. And when we get uncomfortable, we tend to chatter on to fill that uncomfortable space, or we feel guilty about bringing this to their attention because we don't want to make them feel bad. We don't want to make them wrong, but we know it needs to change. Whatever the problem is needs to get resolved but you feel guilty and see, it just goes, it spirals. So then you start chattering because you're, you're a little defensive yourself. And of course that's going to come through and that will raise the, that agitation and tension level. Whereas you want to bring it down to a more neutral level. So that's why the being quiet and letting the other person fill the space 
giving them the space to do so is important. Invite them to add their side. I've talked before about, you know, help me see what you see. And the idea of walking over the bridge to their world so that they can share with you, here's my experience. So those are other good words, share, experience. If there's a problem and you say, Here, here's how I perceived this. See, here's how I perceived this, not you did this. Here's how I perceived this. Here's how it landed for me. That's one of my favorite ways to, to say something because it's about me and how I experienced it. And it's difficult to argue with that. So it takes that, that potential conflict, that potential argument out of play. So here's how it landed for me. Maybe I'm missing something. Can you share your motivation behind that? You're asking why they did what they did, but not a not an, an accusatory, why did you do that? But from a, I'm curious, another good word, I'm curious as to why you did it that way. And maybe I'm missing something. Or what's your perspective? How do you feel this went down? Do you think that this process or this situation, whatever, again, that you're bringing up in this conversation, do you think there's a problem with that? Maybe it, it was fine on your end. You really are creating space. Think of it as a, as a circle, a big circle, and you're inviting the other person to step inside that circle and they have enough space. That's why I said it's a big circle. It's a, it's a big enough space that they don't feel hemmed in or trapped or accused. Instead, they have this space because you've created it. You've, you've allowed them in to really share with you what their perception of this particular situation is. So I'd really like you to envision any time that you have to have a conversation that could potentially be difficult is you're creating a, a big circle on the floor. If this is an in-person conversation, or if you're doing it over the phone or Zoom, then maybe more of a metaphoric circle. And as you do that, you really are, you can just feel your, your breath get softer and lower. Because think about if you're upset at a problem, you're upset with somebody, you know, your your heart starts to beat faster and your breath might get faster. And that's going to create tension. You can't control what the other person's experience is, but you can control how you enter into this shared environment of the circle that you are creating. What's interesting about this 
is when I've talked to other people and, and trained them using this as, as a tool, sometimes they say, well, what about the other person? Isn't it their responsibility too to create the shared space and step in and, and not be agitated? And you can tell right there that they may not be ready to have that conversation because they're still in that perhaps angry or emotional state, which is not going to be conducive to a communicative conversation that's going to move things forward. So to recap, when there's a difficult conversation, make sure you get to a place where you're as neutral as you can be. Sometimes that might mean you need to wait. Aside, not necessarily benefit, because it doesn't always happen, but sometimes what can happen when you wait is you realize, you know, it's actually not that big of a deal. It's not really something that needs to be addressed. I had a reaction. I realize now I may have overreacted. Nothing needs to be addressed. I'm good. I'm fine. Not always, but that can happen. So again, that first step is to get to a place where you're not agitated and angry and emotionally, super emotionally anyway, involved in this discussion, conversation, and the potential outcome. Two, if you can really see this as a co-creating experience that the two of you are involved in and that you really want that other person to be part of the solution, that's going to help set the stage as well. Three, as part of that co-creation, create that big circle energetically where it's a shared space for the two of you to truly exchange perception and meaning. Four, if there has been some of this language that I've mentioned on this episode that you think would be helpful, take note of that. You might even want to arrange talking points, so to speak, ahead of time, whether that's in your head mentally, or you may even need to write them down so you can refer to them. And then five, truly open yourself up to receive what the other person has to share. When those five pieces are in place, you are going to be much more likely to truly create forward motion, solve the problem, and maybe create some magic in that process. If you have found this helpful, or if you would like to tell me your thoughts, do you think this is crazy? Do you think it would work? Have you used it? Some parts of these tool or this whole exercise, what were the results? I'd love to hear, and you can leave feedback for me anytime over at www.theshulergroupllc.com. 
Until next time, may you thrive.